Hey guys, and welcome to the number 211 ever episode of Wish Talk with Chase. I am Chase Coburn, and today we are back with another episode of Wiz Talk with Chase. And in today's episode, oh my gosh, the Wizards are back to being the Wizards uh, because SGA put off 42 points and hit a game-winning buzzer beater over the Wizards on Wednesday night. After we recap that abomination of a basketball game, mostly just for that final play, um, we are then going to preview uh, the Wizards' versus Heat game tonight. The Heat are missing literally everybody. Like, you'll understand when we preview that game. They're literally missing everybody, uh, so you'll uh, get to hear that as well. I do want to let you know, uh, real quick, that I am going to be doing some commentating for my middle school basketball team. If you do want to see some coverage, see me, you know, commentating, um, you know, uh, the league and everything like that. You know, hear me commentating play-by-play live, OB radio style. Uh, you'll see some coverage about that on the Cool Sports Network. And mostly on my Instagram, almost everything is, I think everything actually is going to be on my Instagram. So you can check that out, Chase, uh, Chase's underscore sports underscore news. Um, on Insta, uh, we're starting to get a little bit of a viewing, which is really cool. So if you feel free, um, you know, you can d- hit a follow there and, you know, listen to some great middle school basketball coverage. Uh, but with that out of the way, let's get into this. Hey, guys, welcome to another episode of Wiz Talk with Chase. I am Chase Coburn. <laughs> So we are going to recap uh, this Wizards versus Thunder game. I mean, this was, this was, um, I guess we'll say it like that. This was, um, I can't say that it's kind of fill in the blank. This was a, can't say it was a disaster, put up 120 points, 67 in the first half. I also can't say it was a successful game. Um, I don't think the Wizards actually played too terrible. Outside of Shea Gilders Alexander, the Thunder really didn't have any offense. Now, I don't understand how this is possible, but Lindy Waters, I mean, they should put Lindy Waters in the game more often because he only had nine points, but at a plus 32 plus minus. Like, what? Plus 32, that's insane. Um, I know uh, the William, uh, you know, Jalen Williams, like the Jalen from um, Santa Clara did well. Uh, but the other Jalen Williams didn't do as well. Um, but yeah, honestly, outside of Shea Gilders Alexander, who had 42, 6, 7, and 1, with a plus 9, 14, and 22 from the field, 2 of 3 from threes, 12 of 17 from the free throw line, outside of him, they really didn't have much offense. But you don't really need that many players outside of him, you know, to win a basketball game like that. But the Wizards, I'd say they played a very good overall game. Uh, the bench concerns me. The bench does concern me. Hachimura put a 14, good efficiency, all that. But. Can someone give me an explanation? Give me an explanation on why Daniel Gafford should play six minutes. I want Wes Unsell Jr. to write me a 
10-page essay about why it would make sense to play Daniel Gafford six minutes. I get he hasn't been perfect this year. You signed a guy to, what, a 45 to, what was it, $50 million contract? We broke that down at the beginning of last season. Like, Daniel Gafford's a very talented player. If you play in the amount of time, you'll be successful. Look at the Mavericks game as an example, right? I think it was the Mavericks game, or it may have been the Grizzlies game. One of our recent games, it all came down to Daniel Gafford being the key to the team. Now, I understand there are some games where he hasn't been clicking. This game, he was doing fine. The bench overall was bad. He was doing fine. Um, you know, like, I don't understand the point of playing also Corey Kispert 11 minutes. He put up 18, 12. We're going to talk about that later. All of a sudden, you play him 11 minutes? I, it just, none of this actually, actually makes sense to me. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I get that your Beal's coming back. I get that you need to uh, put minutes into his hands. But, like, to play Kyle Kuzma 39 minutes, like, I don't, I just don't think it's necessary to play Kyle Kuzma 39 minutes. He's great. Do not get me wrong. But between Hachimura, they don't need that many guys. And first of all, Kyle Kuzma, sure, 18 points, 10 rebounds, 9 assists, good efficiency, near triple-double. Fine. I could absolutely care less. And plus 13. I could absolutely care less about everything I've said so far because he has seven turnovers. You cannot expect to have seven turnovers and be and say, and and you know, and be said, you know, he had a good game. On Wiz Talk with Chase. You're not going to get away with that, Kyle Kuzma. Seven turnovers. It seems like every other possession. Oh, and it's another turnover by Kyle Kuzma. I mean, truly. It, it was absolutely unbelievable. Denny Avdia played really good ball. 12.7 rebounds, two assists, two blocks. But the turnover, I mean, four turnovers for Denny Avdia is just unacceptable. They're trying to develop into, into a point forward. And then also, this was lack of adjusting from the players and the coaches. Avdia had five fouls, so then he was guarding Shea Gilders Alexander because he's the number one defender. The Wizards need to be ready because Denny doesn't want to pick up a sixth foul. Uh, they need to be ready to have other guys guard him or either send a double team on Shea because he was dominating and Denny couldn't play uh, strong and try to get blocks because, again, he was – I'm in severe foul trouble. And now also on the final play of the game where Shea Gilchrist-Alexander had a step back uh, buzzer beater over Monte Morris, why was Monte Morris guarding him? At that point, have Avdia guard him to get the final stop, even if he gets the foul, even if he tries to drive. Like at that point, the foul trouble doesn't matter. You just need one stop and the game's over. So I didn't under- really understand the Wizards' strategic mind um, based off that. And I just think they didn't play an awful game. Again, I really think they played a really good game. And if and if Denny Avdia would have guarded Monte Morris or Shea Gilch Alexander's shot, just has a little twist. His hands may be a little slippery. If any of those things happen, just these little tiny things, I'm probably talking in a different tone right now. But they didn't happen. And I think that the Wizards could have so much in this game to avoid that happening. <clears throat> Seven turnovers. So, you know what I mean? Like, stuff like that. Um, you know, I think, you know, why did they shoot 14 to 20 from the three-point line in the first half and then shoot three of 14 in the second half? Like, why are they being able to adjust and we're not, we being the Wizards? So I think we need to uh, we need to adjust more. I think a lot more things need to happen because uh, we're still at the beginning of the year. But I do think the Wizards, you know, they went on the four-game winning streak. I think they could go on another winning streak here. Um, you know, playing the Heat tonight, then the Hornets, and two straight games against the Heat. Um, I do think there is a possibility for the Wizards to go on another winning streak, and I'll break that down at, a, at the end of the episode. But um, personally... I just do not know if they are talented enough to really, you know, if they do make the postseason come in and really make a difference. They have a lot of time for that. Trust me, they have a lot of time for that. 
but uh, they're also going to need a lot of time to, uh, you know, to develop in this game. But, again, I do not think they played a bad game. I think they played a good game. My tone is going to say otherwise. Bradley Beal played incredible, 25 points, 6 rebounds, 6 assists, 1 steal, 1 block. That step back to, to give the Wizards the lead was spectacular. I would like to see him now do a little bit more. Uh, second and third quarter, he was shut out in points. That's unacceptable. Uh, but overall, he played really well. I can't get bad. And Christoph Porzingis is really back. I think he – there's an argument to say – I think he may be the best player in the Wizards, 27 points, 9 rebounds, 4 assists one steal, one block. So it just came down. Shea Gosh Alexander has clearly been incredible this year, and there's nothing the Wizards could do to stop that. And I think, honestly, we could talk about all this, but that was truly the main factor is no one could stop Shea Gosh Alexander. And I don't know if that's the Wizards' fault or if that's just Shea being really good or if it's a combination of both. But um, we'll have to wait and see. But let's see if the Wizards could respond tonight. Uh, they do have a matchup against the uh, Miami Heat. In that game, by the way, Jordan Goodwin did get hurt. And he is questionable, most likely out for the matchup tonight, which is a good DeLon Wright is still out for the Wizards. For the Heat, I mean, you may as well say the whole team is hurt because this is absolutely insane. Bam Adebayo, doubtful. Dwayne Dedman, out. Udonis Haslam, out. Tyler Hero, out. Caleb Martin, questionable, looks like he's going to play. Victor Oladipo, out. Omar, you're seven, out. Duncan Robinson, out. Just say everybody's out at this point. They really have no depth at all. Everyone is out. And, oh, by the way, I didn't mention, too, um, a Jimmy Butler is out because he's resting on this road trip. So the Wizards can take, a, a you know, a big advantage here, um, you know, considering that all of these guys are getting hurt. Uh, I have the Wizards winning this game 112. Or, I'm sorry, we're actually not going to. No, 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 you're not going to know what the Heat get yet. We are going to have to break down the starting lineups for the Wizards. It's going to stay normal. Monte Morris, Bradley Beal, um, Denny Avdia. Uh, Kyle Kuzma, Christos Porzingis. For the Miami Heat, it does look a little bit different. To be honest, I don't know their exact rotation. It's probably going to consist of Gabe Vincent, by the way, is officially out. He was day-to-day. Um, so it's now going to be Kyle uh, uh, Kyle Lowry probably starting in the lineup, along with Max Struess, Kayla Martin. I honestly think we're looking at a situation now where it's Haywood, Highsmith, and Orlando Robinson. Troy, that, that's what it has come down to, this gentlemen. I, I mean, the Wizards can take advantage of so many opportunities, including the paint game, and we will break down that. Um, and then for, uh, yeah, and then I mentioned the Wizards starting lineup. I do have the Wizards winning 112 to 100, starting off with my Coburn's catch. I think the main thing here is for the Wizards to shoot the ball really well. Uh, I mentioned in the first half, again, they shot 14 to 20 from three-point range, and they scored 67 points in that half. The second half, they shot three of 14 from three-point range, only scored 53 points. It's not a coincidence. Um, the more frequently they're making three-pointers, uh, the more the offense opens up, the more the paint game opens up, the better the offense is overall. Fortunately for the Wizards, the Heat statistically have one of the worst uh, percentage defenses, if you want to call it that. They're 25th in field goal percentage allowed for their opponents, 47.9% of field goals allowed, and they're 22nd in three-point percentage allowed because they're allowing 36.9% of shots from downtown. So as the Wizards shoot the ball well, considering all these other advantages with injuries, they should be able to get the job done. Surprising statement. I was trying to come up with something for the Heat, but basically all their players are out. Um, so, um, honestly, nothing would be, like, surprising if someone puts up 20 if they're averaging five just because everyone's out, you know what I mean? Uh, but Daniel, I think Daniel Gaff- I think my surprising statement for today is that Daniel Gafford is going to have double-digit points and over two blocks in this game. Now, the Heat are missing Bam on a bio, 
Omar Yutsevin, Dwayne Dedman, and Udonis Haslam. So this is a major opportunity for Daniel Gafford to play a lot of minutes and really dominate in the paint, and I see him doing so. I see him scoring about 13 points, nine rebounds, rejecting three shots in a Wizards victory. I think this is the night where Daniel Gafford could get back on track. He's in a little bit of a slow game, partially his fault and partially the fact that the Wizards just refuse to play him. I do think he'll get some more time and succeed. Spread time, Wizards minus 6.5. Heat plus 6.5, over under 215.5. I do like the Wizards. I have them winning by 12. And for my over-under, I do like the under. For my spread, I'd have Wizards minus seven and a half. Heat plus seven and a half. Over under two hundred twelve. I pick even. That is my over that is my total points. I do think that'll make really sense for the over-under. And then I would have uh, I would pick the Wizards, of course, since I have them winning by twelve. For these four, just because there's so many heat players out, I'm just gonna go with Four players um, for the Washington Wizards for the fantasy outlook. Uh, I have Bradley Beal getting 50 to 55 fantasy points. Christoph Porzingis getting 40 to 50 fantasy points. Uh, I originally had 40 to 45. I'll change it to 40 to 50. Just because I think he's going to be uh, incorporated a lot in the offense again. I have Daniel Gaffer getting 35 to 40 fantasy points. And I have Corey Kisper getting 30 to 35 fantasy points. What punctuation do you put on that percentage? I think ESPN giving the Wizards a 61.9% chance of winning makes a ton of sense. The Wizards have been doing good. Again, they had that one-point loss, but they had a four-game winning streak. They've really been playing really good ball. And Miami, again, and I know they were the number one seed last year, but they've been really regressing. They're without their top three players, basically all of their depth. So I think this percentage makes sense. I give them a period. If anything, it should be drastically higher. But I also don't want to get I also don't want to get too high on the Wizards because I did that last game and then they lost. So I'm not going to try to jinx anything here. I'll just give it a period and leave it alone. Uh, last but not least, who you got? I think Corey Kisper, he's not going to be the best player on the floor, but he's going to be one of the best players on the Wizards tonight. Kispert has only had two double-digit point-per-game scoring nights since coming back from injury. But, the guys, to be honest, that is just completely because of uh, time they played him. In those two games where he had double digits, he's averaged about 30 minutes a game. Uh, outside of the outside of that, the other games, he's averaged about 18 minutes a game. Those aren't exact. Uh, they're a little off. Uh, just kind of rounded there. Uh, but I think he'll be given the opportunities, take advantage of the lackluster Miami three-point defense and without all their depth. And of over 15 points in the victory. I see 17 points, three rebounds, three assists, two steals, no blocks, six of 10 from the field. That's 60% shooting, four of four from three point range. That's 100% three point shooting and he's making his only free throw attempt. And that is, again, 100% uh, free throw shooting. Um, and I do think, again, the Wizards get a victory and, you know, just kind of. You know, they, they cannot overlook this game, is all I'm saying. They're still NBA players, but with all the injuries, I think this should be an easier, more fun one for the Wizards tonight. Hope you guys did enjoy this episode. If you did, subscribe, follow, share, view. Check out some content. We have a lock wing all the cool sports newsletter, a really cool article about quarterback statistics coming out soon. Uh, Chasesportsnews.com. You know, we do our weekly NFL power rankings. I'm also going to start doing some NBA and NFL coverage over there. Uh, some more, uh, I mean, uh, NBA and NHL coverage over there. Um, we're doing a lot of NFL coverage. Cool Sports Network. We're going to have a really cool episode about uh, college football. Uh, tomorrow morning it's going to be out right before the game start kind of breaking down all the percentages um, and everything over there so we have a lot going on and of course over here we do have some stuff and then again on my instagram if you do want to hear me do some play-by-play commentating uh links to that is link to that is in the description i'm going to be doing a lot of my instagram so uh, hit me a follow and maybe i'll see you over there hope you guys did enjoy this episode and did subscribe follow share view and of course as always i'll see you next time peace